Section nineteen of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven, by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section nineteen. When it was the six hundred and ninety-first night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when jamil advised the elopement and night journey promising his aid as long as he lived the youth accepted and said o cousin wait till i take counsel with her for she is quick-witted and prudent and hath insight into affairs so continued jamil when the night darkened and the hour of her coming arrived and he awaiting her at the appointed tide she delayed beyond her usual time and i saw him go forth the door of the tent and opening his mouth inhale the wafts of breeze that blew from her quarter as if to snuff her perfume and he repeated these two couplets breeze of east who bringest me gentle air from the place of sojourn where dwells my fair o breeze of the lover thou bearest sign canst not of her coming some signal bear then he entered the tent and sat weeping a while after which he said to me o my cousin some mischance must have betided the daughter of mine uncle or some accident must have hindered her from coming to me this night presently adding but abide where thou art till i bring thee the news and he took sword and shield and was absent a while of the night after which he returned carrying something in hand and called aloud to me so i hastened to him and he said o my cousin knowest thou what had happened i replied no by allah quoth he verily i am distraught concerning my cousin this night for as she was coming to me a lion met her in the way and devoured her and there remaineth of her but what thou seest so saying he threw down what he had in his hand and behold it was the damsel's turband and what was left of her bones then he wept sore and casting down his bow took a bag and went forth again saying stir not hence till i return to thee if it please almighty allah he was absent a while and presently returned bearing in his hand a lion's head which he threw on the ground and called for water so i brought him water with which he washed the lion's mouth and fell to kissing it and weeping and he mourned for her exceedingly and recited these couplets o oh, thy lion who broughtest thyself to woe thou art slain and worse sorrows my bosom rent thou hast reft me of fairest companionship made her home earth's womb till the world shall end to time who hath wrought me such grief i say allah granting her stead never show a friend then he said to me o cousin i conjure thee by allah and the claims of kindred and consanguinity between us keep thou my charge thou wilt presently see me dead before thee whereupon do thou wash me and shroud me and these that remain of my cousin's bones in this robe and bury us both in one grave and write thereon these two couplets on earth's surface we lived in rare ease and joy by fellowship joined in one house and home but fate 
with her changes departed us and the shroud conjoins us in earth's cold womb then he wept with sore weeping and entering the tent was absent a while after which he came forth groaning and crying out then he gave one sob and departed this world when i saw that he was indeed dead it was grievous to me and so sore was my sorrow for him that i had well nigh followed him for excess of mourning over him then i laid him out and did as he had enjoined me shrouding his cousin's remains with him in one robe and laying the twain in one grave i abode by their tomb three days after which i departed and continued to pay frequent pious visits to the place for two years this then is their story o commander of the faithful al-rashid was pleased with jamil's story and rewarded him with a robe of honour and a handsome present and men also tell a tale concerning the badawi and his wife caliph muawiyah was sitting one day in his palace at damascus in a room whose windows were open on all four sides that the breeze might enter from every quarter now it was a day of excessive heat with no breeze from the hills stirring and the middle of the day when the heat was at its height and the caliph saw a man coming along scorched by the heat of the ground and limping as he fared on barefoot muawiyah considered him a while and said to his courtiers hath allah may he be extolled and exalted created any miserabler than he who need must hie abroad at such an hour and in such sultry tide as this quoth one of them haply he seeketh the commander of the faithful and quoth the caliph by allah if he seek me i will assuredly give to him and if he be wronged i will certainly succour him ho boy stand at the door and if yonder wild arab seek to come in to me forbid him not therefrom so the page went out and presently the arab came up to him and he said what dost thou want answered the other i want the commander of the faithful and the page said enter so he entered and saluted the caliph and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the six hundred and ninety-second night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the page allowed him to enter the badawi saluted the caliph who said to him who art thou replied the arab i am a man of the banu tamim and what bringeth thee here at this season asked muawiyah and the arab answered i come to thee complaining and thy protection imploring against whom against marwan bin al-hakam thy deputy replied he and began reciting muawiyah thou generous lord and best of men that be and o thou lord of learning grace and fair humanity thee wards i come because my way of life is straight to me o help and let me not despair thine equity to see deign thou redress the wrong that dealt the tyrant whim of him who better had my life destroyed than made such wrong to dree he robbed me of my wife suad and proved him worst of foes stealing mine honour mid my folk with foul iniquity and went about to take my life before the pointed day hath dawned 
which Allah made my lot by destiny's decree. Now, when Muawiyah heard him recite these verses, with the fire flashing from his mouth, he said to him, Welcome and fair welcome, O brother of the Arabs. Tell me thy tale and acquaint me with thy case. Replied the Arab, O commander of the faithful, I had a wife whom I loved passing dear, with love none came near. And she was the coolth of mine eyes and the joy of my heart, and I had a herd of camels, whose produce enabled me to maintain my condition. But there came upon us a bad year, which killed off hoof and horn and left me naught. When what was in my hand failed me, and wealth fell from me, and I lapsed into evil case, I at once became abject and a burden to those who erewhile wished to visit me, and when her father knew it, he took her from me and abjured me and drove me forth without ruth. So I repaired to thy deputy Marwan bin al-Hakam and asked his aid. He summoned her sire and questioned him of my case, when he denied any knowledge of me. Quoth I, Allah assign the emir and it please him to send for the woman and question her of her father's saying the truth will appear so he sent for her and brought her but no sooner had he set eyes on her than he fell in love with her so becoming my rival he denied me succour and was wroth with me and sent me to prison where i became as i had fallen from heaven and the wind had cast me down in a far land then said marwan to her father with thy give her to me to wife on a present settlement of a thousand dinars and a contingent dowry of ten thousand dirhams and i will engage to free her from yonder wild arab her father was seduced by the bribe and agreed to the bargain whereupon marwan sent for me and looking at me like an angry lion said to me o arab divorce suad i replied i will not put her away but he sent on me a company of his servants who tortured me with all manner of tortures till i found no help for it but to divorce her i did so and he sent me back to prison where i abode till the days of her purification were accomplished when he married her and let me go so now i come hither in thee hoping and thy succour imploring and myself on thy protection throwing and he spoke these couplets within my heart is fire whichever flameth higher within my frame are pains for skill of leech too dire live coals in vitals burn and sparks from coal upspire tears flood mine eyes and down coursing my cheek ne'er tire only god's aid and thine i crave for my desire then he was convulsed and his teeth chattered and he fell down in a fit squirming like a scotched snake when muawiyah heard his story in his verse he said marwan bin al-hakam hath transgressed against the laws of the faith and hath violated the harem of true believers and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the six hundred and ninety-third night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the caliph muawiyah heard the wild arab's words he said the son of al-hakam hath indeed transgressed against the laws of the faith and hath violated the harem of true believers presently adding o arab thou comest to me with a story the like whereof i never heard 
then he called for ink-case and paper and wrote to marwan as follows verily it hath reached me that thou transgressest the laws of the faith with regard to thy lieges now it behoveth the wali who governeth the folk to keep his eyes from their lusts and stay his flesh from its delights and after he wrote many words which quoth he who told me the tale i omit for brevity's sake and amongst them these couplets thou wast invested woe to thee with rule for the unfit crave thou of allah pardon for thy foul adultery the unhappy youth to us is come complaining mid his groans and asks for redress for parting grief and sadden me through thee an oath have i to allah sworn shall never be forsworn nay for i'll do what faith and creed command me to decree and thou dare cross me in whate'er to thee i now indite i of thy flesh assuredly will make the vulture free divorce suad equipped her well and in the hottest haste with alcumayt and ziban's son hight nasser send to me then he folded the letter and sealing it with his seal delivered it to alcumayt and nasser bin ziban whom he was wont to employ on weighty matters because of their trustiness who took the missive and carried it to al medina where they went into marwan and saluting him delivered to him the writ and told him how the case stood he read the letter and fell a-weeping but he went in to suad as twas not in his power to refuse obedience to the caliph and acquainting her with the case divorced her in the presence of alcumite and nasser after which he equipped her and delivered her to them together with a letter to the caliph wherein he versified as follows hurry not prince of faithful men with best of grace thy vow i will accomplish as twas vowed and with the gladdest gree i sinned not adulterous sin when i loved her i then how canst charge me with adulterous deed or any villainy soon comes to thee that splendid sun which hath no living peer on earth nor aught in mortal men of jinns her like shalt see this he sealed with his own signet and gave to the messengers who returned with suad to damascus and delivered to muawiyah the letter and when he had read it he cried verily he hath obeyed handsomely but he exceedeth in his praise of the woman then he called for her and saw beauty such as he had never seen for comeliness and loveliness stature and symmetrical grace moreover he talked with her and found her fluent of speech and choice in words quoth he bring me the arab so they fetched the man who came sore disordered for shifts and changes of fortune and muawiyah said to him o arab an thou wilt freely give her up to me i will bestow upon thee in her stead three slave-girls high-bosomed maids like moons with each a thousand dinars and i will assign thee on the treasury such an annual sum as shall content thee and enrich thee when the arab heard this he groaned one groan and swooned away so that muawiyah thought he was dead and as soon as he revived the caliph said to him what aileth thee the arab answered with heavy heart and in sore need have i appealed to thee from the injustice of marwan bin al-hakam but to whom shall i appeal from thine injustice and he versified in these couplets make me not allah save the caliph one of the betrayed 
who from the fiery sands to fire must sue for help and aid deign thou restore suad to this afflicted heart distraught with every morn and eve by sorest sorrow is waylaid loose thou my bonds and grudge me not and give her back to me and if thou do so ne'er thou shalt for lack of thanks upbraid then said he by allah o commander of the faithful wert thou to give me all the riches contained in the caliphate yet would i not take them without suad and he recited this couplet i love suad and unto all but hers my love is dead each morn i feel her love to me is drink and daily bread quoth the caliph thou confessest to having divorced her and marwan owned the like so now we will give her free choice and she choose other than thee we will marry her to him and if she choose thee we will restore her to thee replied the arab do so so muawiyah said to her what sayest thou o suad which dost thou choose the commander of the faithful with his honour and glory and dominion and palaces and treasures and all else thou seest at this command or marwin bin al-hakam with his violence and tyranny or this arab with his hunger and poverty so she improvised these couplets this one whom hunger plagues and rags unfold dearer than tribe and kith and kin i hold than crowned head or deputy marwan or all who boast of silver coins and gold then said she by allah o commander of the faithful i will not forsake him for the shifts of fortune or the perfidies of fate there being between us old companionship we may not forget and love beyond stay and let and indeed tis but just that i bear with him in his adversity even as i shared with him in prosperity the caliph marvelled at her wit and love and constancy and ordering her ten thousand dirhams delivered her to the arab who took his wife and went away and they likewise tell a tale of the lovers of bassorah the caliph harun al-rashid was sleepless one night so he sent for al-asma'i and husayn al-kali'ah and said to them tell me a story you twain and do thou begin o husayn he said tis well o commander of the faithful and thus began some years ago i dropped downstream to bassorah to present to muhammad bin sulaiman al-rabi'i a kasida or elegy i had composed in his praise and he accepted it and bade me abide with him one day i went out to al-mirbad and by way of al-muhalia and being oppressed by the excessive heat went up to a great door to ask for drink when i was suddenly aware of a damsel as she were a branch swaying with eyes languishing eyebrows arched and finely pencilled and smooth cheeks rounded clad in a shift the colour of a pomegranate flower and a mantilla of sana'a work but the perfect whiteness of her body overcame the redness of her shift through which glittered two breasts like twin granados in a waist as it were a roll of fine coptic linen with creases like scrolls of pure white paper stuffed with musk moreover o prince of true believers round her neck was slung an amulet of red gold that fell down between her breasts and on the plain of her forehead were brow locks like jet her eyebrows joined and her eyes were like lakes 
she had an aquiline nose and thereunder shell-like lips showing teeth like pearls pleasantness prevailed in every part of her but she seemed dejected disturbed distracted and in the vestibule came and went walking upon the hearts of her lovers whilst her legs made mute the voices of their ankle rings and indeed she was as saith the poet each portion of her charms we see seems of the whole a simile i was overawed by her o commander of the faithful and drew near her to greet her and behold the house and vestibule and highways breathe fragrant with musk so i saluted her and she returned my salam with a voice dejected and heart depressed and with the ardour of passion consumed then i said to her o my lady i am an old man and a stranger and sore troubled by thirst wilt thou order me a draught of water and win reward in heaven she cried away o shake from me i am distracted from all thought of meat and drink and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section nineteen recording by maricel quee